While we've all been paying attention to movements from the Vatican that will rather specifically and dramatically impact liturgical and parish life in the Church, at this moment another story is making headlines. The story involving former Cardinal Becciu, the man best known widely now as the beneficiary of shady activity at the Vatican Bank. Nothing spectacular there, really, and it's been adequately, adequately talked about by others in our circles, at least when it comes to what the institution is, who Betchiu is, and the latest details. And I've covered Betchiu extensively in the past, and instead of rehashing all that, I wanted to focus on something else when I talk about him, the smoke and mirrors that we're seeing here. Since this story initially broke a year ago or more, we've had a lot of words from Francis about cleaning things up and some action that was taken that might make an impact. And I say might because that institution has been in the news almost constantly since the 1960s, which I've touched on before. But looming over the story are the shadows of Archbishop Vigano, the retired Cardinal Bertone, and Our Lady of Fatima, which I know sounds like it came out of left field. So let's talk about this story from an angle that no one else seems to be addressing because we've got an interesting one on our hands here. Our story comes from a mysterious figure named Monsignor Eex. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. It's a it's a pseudonym anyway. He is an otherwise anonymous Vaticanista, a priest in the Roman Curia, who is a source of much of the reporting on the Vatican to the outside world. He does this to uh, Mark for Marco Tosati, and he's our source here for this and. He's always a good source when he chooses to speak up. And he has given us a lot of good information on the mess involving Betchew and has a long history, going back nearly 30 years to the time of John Paul II. And much of it focuses on Cardinal Bertone, a name that should be familiar to some of you who follow the all the rather finer details of the Fatima message. But let's get some good information from the good Monsignor first before we go into Fatima. Quote, of course, you too have read in Italian newspapers the events related to the investigation into the deceptive mess in the Vatican involving the dirty Cardinal Becciu and others. As you well know, I have always followed what happens in the Vatican, but above all with great attention to what has happened since 2005 with the ascendancy of Benedict XVI for several reasons, but specifically for the incomprehensible choice made by Benedict XVI to choose as Secretary of State a curious, untouchable character still today, Tarcisio Bertone. From 1995 to 2002 was Woltlia's Secretary to the Doctrine of the Faith, then from 2002 Archbishop of Genoa until 2006 when he was appointed Secretary of State. This choice was opposed by almost all members of the Curia, by Cardinal Sodano, Ruini, Seanborn, etc., because it expressed the risk that a secular business management of the activities of the Holy See would be reached, explained by the external and internal relations of the Secretary of State, Bertone. Perhaps you remember that as soon as he was appointed Secretary of State, he immediately claimed the management of secular governance relations with the Italian state, until then attributed to the chair of the Cardinal Bank, Cardinal Bagnasco. In Genoa, he had been involved, who knows why, in a business mess linked to the two research facilities of the Curia, the famous Mensa Poli, certainly acquitted because the facts does not exist. Read what happened, end quote. Some of that's hard to go into because it was Italian translated with an algorithm, but you kind of get the idea. Sodano was a key figure, or Bertone, rather, was a key figure in linking the management of the Vatican, the running of the Vatican, the really nuts and bolts operations, to secular institutions across Europe. Okay, but who is Cardinal Bertone? 
let's take a look at who he actually is. He is currently retired, as he's nearly 90. He's an Italian cardinal of the Salesian Order. In addition to his role in the Fatima messaging, he is best known to this audience as being featured in the very first Vigano letter way back in August of 2018. At that time, Bertone was Vigano's superior, making Bertone the one that Vigano would report any McCarrick-type issues involving American priests and bishops to. In case you've forgotten, he did just that, and nothing happened. Going back to those initial reports, here is surprisingly the best and most neutral reporting I could find on it, which comes from the National Catholic Reporter. I know, the National Catholic Reporter, but bear with me here. Quote, Vigano says Sambi forwarded one specific report involving McCarrick to the Vatican's then-Secretary of State, Cardinal Tarcisio Bertone, in 2006. The report, Vigano says, was made by a priest of the Charlotte Diocese who was laicized for McCarrick-type issues. The former ambassador said he wrote a report on the mess and his role at the time at the Vatican's Delegate for Pontifical Representations, which was given to Bertone and now Cardinal Leonardo Sandri, who was then Bertone's second-in-command and is now the head of the Congregation for the Eastern Churches. Vigano says his report was kept by my superiors and was never returned to me with any actual decision by the superiors on this matter. He says he raised the issue in a second memo in 2008, which was never re- ever answered, end quote. So, as the story goes, Vigano reported Ted McCarrick-type situations, the type of topics that rocked the church in 2003, late in John Paul II's papacy, that have been the source of the ugliest lies about the church since. He reported these to Bertone, and nothing happened. And he did it multiple times, just so we're clear on who we're dealing with in this whole Vatican Bank story, but that's not at all because he's involved in the biggest supernatural event, deception in the conciliar church as well. But Cardinal Bertone has been the man behind the narrative concerning the Third Secret of Fatima. If you've seen lately otherwise good Catholics peddling the idea that the Third Secret of Fatima has been fulfilled and the consecration done, it's Cardinal Bertone that is the source of at least one version of that error. He has been the man behind keeping the veil over the Fatima message in the modern church, I'm telling you this not really to turn this into a third secret of Fatima video, but rather to let you know what kind of bishop Cardinal Bertone is. He is a company man, if there ever was one. He is a staunch defender of the Novus Ordo order in the church, the reigning spirit of Vatican II. And he protects that status quo at all costs. It just comes with a heaping helping of money messes that make international headlines. Ponder the link between manufacturing a deceptive narrative about Fatima and this kind of mess, you'll come to understand how situations like the Beccio one can happen. With Vatican money donated by the lady being used to fund Hollywood films and condos for the upper crust of society in London. Which brings us back to Monsignor Eakes, who brings us back to my favorite term to describe what we are seeing, the ape of the church, a term that comes from Catholic prophecy. The short version of what that is is this. Numerous Catholic prophets have said that a time was coming when a caricature of the church, this a sort of false edifice, would be constructed over the church, and the real thing would be dismantled behind it by the innovators, and they would appear to be victorious, and then the chastisement would befall mankind, undoing their plans. Their edifice would be an ape of the church, appearing in every way to be the church, but empty of the deposit of the faith. And it would preach against, instead of the gospel of Christ, it would preach the gospel of the wicked men of the world. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> it should. Anyway, on that topic, Monsignor Eakes brings this into the story here. Quote, The church of ours since 2013 is only a caricature of the church, being from the first moment the contradiction of what it claims to be, want to be, wanting the opposite of what it claims. This church of today is a mockery of the Catholic Church of all time, so evident that it seems like a test of intelligence for Catholics. This is also the way to understand certain debates and struggles within the Catholic world. For some, accepting the new course and the new doctrine means being party to the innovations. 
For others, rejecting them means being disobedient, obtusely rigid, anti-pope, set of a contest, etc. This church seems to be a comedy for those who run it, a mess for those who suffer from it. The current pontificate reminds us of the queen or duchess I don't remember well in the novice novel Alice in Wonderland. When Alice says that, perhaps there is no moral, the Dutch rep duchess replies that there is a moral in everything. It is just enough to find it, that is, just invent it, end quote. And that pretty well describes what we're seeing in the church today and what we are seeing in the Betchew story as well. Betchew is being used as the sin offering to the world because I can guarantee you there is no way under the sun that Betchew was some sort of wizard mastermind at these dealings. No way whatsoever, given that these kind of issues go back to the 1970s. But Cardinal Bertone has been there this whole time, and he, he who was involved in the McCarrick story. Don't forget that Ted McCarrick was instrumental in establishing Peter's Pence, the second collection every summer that goes to support the work of the Pope, but has been tied directly to the Betchew story in Hollywood films and condos and other sad stories. Bertone is linked in a spider's web to various secular centers of influence in Europe of every imaginable kind, and he is the one escaping scrutiny, while Betchew takes a blame. It's all very convenient, and no, I'm not saying Betchew wasn't involved at all. He almost certainly was, but Cardinal Bertone is escaping scrutiny, and that's par for the course in the papacy of the great reformer. At least, sort of. While there's nothing formal going on in this whole process involving Cardinal Bertone, the secular reporting outfits are now bringing his name into it, including the Washington Post. Maybe there's really nothing happening on that front, but if I were in his position, I'd be getting a little nervous. Bertone was looked at for similar stories back in 2016, and nothing much came of it at that time. But his name is inseparably linked to Betchew's, and that is partially thanks to Archbishop Vigano linking him to Ted McCarrick, which connects him to Peter's Pence. It's all one big interconnected web of muck that would only be fit for a Hollywood drama, but is sadly the reality that we're living in. So what do you think about this? Is this going to stop with Cardinal Betchew? Will the 87-year-old Bertone escape earthly scrutiny given his age? Is this all theater, like with Cardinal Reinhard Marx? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please, and like, subscribe, and hit that bell if you haven't so you don't miss a beat. What I try to do here is, you know, put together things that you might not be seeing that others haven't uh, put together either. And the summer isn't over yet, and there will be more big stories to come. You can be sure of that. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.